Trauma survivors, trauma supporters. First of all, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Controversy Podcast. I want to welcome my return listeners back to the show. Unfortunately, there was no, for those of you who actually watched the videos, there was no video this week, but we are officially halfway through the season. This is episode 12, and in honor of making it to the halfway point, I wanted to share something different and something very special with you all, my audience today. So instead of the traditional topical podcast that I would do uh, today, I'm actually going to share with you a sermon that my father preached. It was one of his last ones. Uh, It was one that is very special, and it's a message that I think resonates with all of the, the content that we have been discussing up to this point. So today I want to share with you just when I need him most. I am Brandon T. Bailey, but today you will have the honor of hearing from my father, Reverend Everett Dale Bailey. This is Controversy. Well, it's preaching time. You help me announce this message if you turn to your neighbor and say neighbor he comes to see about me just when I need him most if I could sing I'd sing that thing Uh, if you have your Bibles St. John the 11th chapter, and I pray that in your own time that you would read that entire 11th chapter for the sake of time. We're going to read verses 1 through 6, and then I'm going to read 38 through 45. Amen? Now, a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, her sister Martha. It was that Mary that anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And when he heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. 38, and Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. For he have been dead four days. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, 
thou shouldest see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus said unto them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. Amen. <laughs> It says, uh, he comes to see about me just when needing most. It is said that the Lord works in mysterious ways. And it is true, but primarily it's mysterious because as people, we always seek to understand what it is that God does. We feel like that we've got to know from God what it is that he's doing before we allow him to do it. And so because God's ways are not our ways, it seems puzzling to us when we see God do things. Thank God that God doesn't do things like us, amen. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad he doesn't do them like me. So many times we'll have this attitude as if maybe that we know better than God himself. You know, about our own affairs, about our own affairs. We feel like that when God allows or God does something in our life, he allows something to happen that, that, that uh, uh, maybe, God, you shouldn't have done it that way. That, that maybe, God, if, if, if you had consulted me then, I could have told you uh, 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 what it really was that, that, that you were trying to get concerning me. But I, I, I don't know about you, but uh, uh, we as humans, we are limited at best. We don't have no real power. The power that we have comes from the Lord. The Lord God is omnipotent. Omnipotent means that he is all-powerful. The Lord is omnipresent. He is everywhere at the same time. The Lord God is omniscient. God is all-knowing. Now, it seems to me that a, a, a God like that, he would know better about our situation than we would. Because God can see not only down the line, around the corner. As a matter of fact, God is not bound by time. Uh, uh, God lives in eternity and he moves in and out of time as he pleases. And so if God decides to do something or allow something to happen in our lives, then we really ought not worry about it. I'm going to give you one last point about the God that we serve. The God that we serve is sovereign. What did that mean is that uh, I, I know many times we feel like we are. Because of the fact that God has given us free will, we feel like we can do whatever we want to do whenever we feel like doing it anyhow. But you're not sovereign. It's the Lord God that is sovereign. That means that he can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants to do it, how he wants to do it, to whomever he wants to. 
The Bible says that in this life, we're going to have some trials and tribulations. No doubt about it. No matter, no matter where you come from, uh, 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 you're going to have some trials and tribulations. Nobody is exempt. Saved as well as the unsaved. I know, I know when you came into the body of Christ, you felt like now it was going to be easy street. You felt like that now God is going to remove all your mountains and now you're just going to walk through the valley every day of your life. You must not read your Bible. That ain't how God works. If we never had a problem, how would we know that God is able to solve them? As a matter of fact, God wants to show out in our situation. And all we ever do is when things come is then we get down on our knees and we go begging God, please remove that thing from me. And really what it matters is that all it is is that God wants to bless you. We, we say we want to be used by God, but you, you, you're not usable in the state that you are. God has to grow you up until a position in a time of a place where he can use you. How do you expect God to get you to that place where he can use you without some things happening? You know, some of the greatest organization has come from tragedies. I always use this because this one is fresh in my mind. It says, mad, the mothers against drunk drivers. That organization happened because of a mother lost her kid to a drunk driver. But instead of becoming bitter behind that thing, what she did, she formed the organization to make sure that the laws were stiffer. So if you are drinking and driving, then that there's a good chance that other children might be killed. But if the drinker and driver, especially most of them are repeat offenders, that if the sentence is stiff enough, then we could remove some of them from the street. And so out of that tragedy, she grew and the organization grew and now that you even know about it. Trials come to grow us up. How, how, how are you ever going to get patience if you never tempted? If you never had to wait on nothing, how are you going to develop patience? Yeah, yeah. Mama, be careful, be careful. My, ma, my mama told me years ago, uh, be careful when you pray for patience. Because the Lord ain't going to just, mm, and give you patience. He's going to take you through and that you learn patience. And so it is in, in, in Romans, the fifth chapter, is that God uses our trials and tribulations to grow us up. It says in there, uh, 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 don't fight the trials that come because it's going to teach you patience. And then patience is going to teach you endurance. And this is going to teach you how to wait on the Lord and how to go through something. God doesn't work in our time. And so if we're going to receive the blessings of God, we need to learn how to wait on him. If you don't wait, you're going to mess up. We've got a lot of examples in the Bible of those that want to go ahead of God. Because we knew better. Because we wanted to help God out. God don't need your help. God needs your obedience. Trials come to mature us, to grow us up. Said on the little radio program that they let me sit in on, that, that God has too many Toys R Us children. 
What do you mean, preacher? Toys are us children. You know, in the little the little thing for Toys R Us, they say, uh, 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 I, uh, Toys R Us says, I, I, I don't want to grow up. And even if I did, I still want to be a Toys R Us kid. And so uh, many of us are like that about Christianity. We don't want to grow up. And even if we do, we still want to be uh, Christian babies. We don't want to ever get to the place where God can use us. We don't ever want responsibility. That's all. all we want to do is just come to church. You know you done once you came to church. You finished for Nito. Ain't no more. You done for the week. Matter of fact, you leave your Bible here because you know the next time you see it is going to be when you pick it up on Sunday morning. When, when, when trials come in our life, when trials come, you can know, you can, you can be assured that uh, uh, God is involved. God knows there's nothing that surprises God. So we can rest assured that one of three things, one of three things happen when trials come in our life. God sent it. <laughs> That's one. I know you say, what? God sent it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes God sends it. God sent That's right. And he will. He will. That's right. You ain't got to amen. You ain't got to bring. I brought some with me. But if you don't, I amen myself. God allowed it. Nothing, nothing, nothing comes to God. When God saw Satan running around in heaven, Satan, what are you going to do? Satan said, uh, 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 I'm looking to see who I can destroy. God said, you, you consider my servant Job? Because he had to get permission. He couldn't mess with God's children unless God allowed it. That's why we ought not be so fretful when, so, so, so afraid, so scary when it comes to the things of God. Can't nothing happen to us that but God allowed it. And if God allowed it, then all you got to do is go through it. Because he's able to keep you. Or the last thing, God will remove it. But that's what all we desire is God to remove us. And that's why we never grow up. Things, when we go through things in our life, when we go through problems and, and trials in our life, uh, 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 God has recognized that that's really uh, um, half the time that he gets to see us, that he gets to talk to us. Because, you know, when things are going well, you don't need God. When things are going well and everything is in order, you forget about it. You don't have enough time to spend a little time with the Lord. And God has figured out that if things happen, we go running back to him. You know, you know in your own experience that soon as something happens, you go first thing you do is start saying, what, 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 why God, what, uh, did I do something wrong? Uh, God, uh, 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 what, what, what is it? Now you, your ears are attentive and God says, I just wanted to hear from you. <laughs> I, I just wanted to speak to you, and I, and I recognize as long as things was going well, you didn't have time for me. Let's go to our text. Let's go to our text. It's so much in this text. That's why I said you got to read it in, in your time, in your time at home, your alone time. It says a certain man was sick named Lazarus. 
And we know, we've heard the story, if you've been around uh, the church, and maybe you haven't, but story is about two sisters and this brother. And it says, uh, uh, if I skip, I ain't got time to go through every verse, but Mary and Martha, and we know that this is one, one of the sisters that, that, that cried and anointed Jesus' feet and then wiped it with her hair to show her love and affection for Christ. And then when they found out that their brother and sister was sick, she sent for Jesus. Verse 3, she, she sent for Jesus. Just as we do when we're in trouble, we send for Jesus. Jesus, where you at? We go looking for him. We can't find him. You know, they be talking about when God is silent because we know then uh, 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 that we haven't heard from God. But God is saying the same thing. When you are silent, I haven't heard from you. Matter of fact, I've been good to you and you still haven't called me. You ain't said thank you or nothing. Said in verse 3, uh, the word came to Jesus that thou whom thou lovest is sick. Showing you the fact that, that, that it does not matter who you are. Things are going to happen in our life. And it's not because that God doesn't love us. God loves us, but things are going to happen in life. Trials come. And they say, and a song says, on every hand. But the thing is, and as I say, what are you going to do when trials come? They're going to do one or two things. They're going to make you bitter or they're going to make you better. Now listen, and we're going to come back to this verse later in the lesson that says that this sickness is not unto death. So I say to you that uh, uh, no matter what the sickness is, every sickness is not unto death. Even cancer. I wish, I wish, I wish, I, 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 I just wish, I wish, I wish I just, uh, uh, my pastor had, I wish he had just one more week before he went in for that surgery because for you to see him, you wouldn't even know. By his own terminology, and I believe it, he said that he is a living uh, bulletin board for God is still in control. And guess what? He's even bigger than cancer. You know when you get that cancer, I know I, I, I was in the hospital earlier, and, and I say, you run the check. The, the main thing I don't want to hear is that I got cancer. <laughs> Anything else I'm cool with, I don't, I don't care how I deal with it. But if it's that cancer, uh -uh. I don't even want you to tell me. Because of our faith, as we see God, we see God too little. We see the things in life bigger than our God. Well, that ain't the God that I read about in the scripture, and that's the one we just talked about. God is omnipotent. God is all-powerful. God is all-knowing. God is omnipresent. Nothing too hard for God. I know it looks like it. I know, I know it looks like that God has lost control, but he's still in control. You know the reason that, that we're losing ground in the spiritual realm is because the Christians won't stand up. I, I, I wish we could do a poll and we could say, we're the real Christians, please stand up. Because everybody that's raving the banner of Christianity ain't real. Only those that follow the word of God is a true Christian. I hate to bring you news like that, but it's time that we stop playing. God needs some, crew, some true Christians that will stand on his word. 
No matter where you go, not just in church. I know you know uh, uh, how to be holy in church. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I seen you. I, I know you know the holy dance. I know you know when to flip and turn around and foam at the mouth. I know you know. But what do you do when you leave here? Do the people, I thank God that God revealed that to me many years ago because I thought I had thought at one time I, I was kind of holy. <laughs> I had several suits in my closet and I went to church every Sunday and I went to, I went to Sunday school because my mama made me. <laughs> I know that don't happen anymore. We don't make kids. We let them make their own decision. Starting at about five years old, they can decide whether they go to church, what they going to eat, if they eat anything. But, but, but God is looking. God is, God is looking for those that's going to stand on his word, not just in church. When we leave, true Christian work, true, true, true Christian work happens outside of the church. This is just our learning center. This is where we grow, and this is where we learn how uh, uh, to develop our, our, our skills and our tools. If you don't practice here, where are you going to practice it? You can't practice out there when somebody calls you uh, uh, to the spotlight. Uh, uh, Greg, they call you. You've got to already been praying so you can know how to pray. It's more, it's more, it's more. This ain't, this ain't in the lesson, but let me give it to you while I'm here. It's more than just looking like a Christian. You gotta have at least one Bible verse. You gotta have some word or some scripture in your heart. At least with one verse, you could have, you could have, you could, you could have church. Guess what? I, I heard uh, Pastor Thurston say that if you can't, if you ain't never had church in your car, you ain't really had church. I got to move on. I got to move on. God said, this sickness is not under death, but, but that for the glory of God. What if, what if, what if, just what? I, I, I know this is, you know, this is just Bible stuff. But, but, but what if what you was going through was for the glory of God and you got out of it? What if what you was going through was meant to bless them? Listen, everything we go through ain't about us. We think that wherever we're going, it's about us directly. God ain't concerned about you. He wants to be able to use you, though. And so if he is going to bless somebody else by what you go through, but yet you won't go through it. So that person misses their blessing because you won't go through. Some things God allows to happen that he might get the glory. God wants to show himself off today just like he did on yesterday. God would show the people, all the other nations, that the children of Israel uh, was his chosen folk. And how they knew it was his chosen folk, God would show off in the children of Israel. And so God still likes to show off, but he can't find people to show off in because we don't want to go through nothing. We want to keep our backs clean. Uh, 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 when you, you knew a real slave because his back was scarred. You want to come through life without scars. God is saying, in this life, you're going to get some scars. And you're going to go through some things. But guess what? I'm able to keep you. He, matter of fact, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Verse 6, verse 6. It says, uh, and when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two more days. 
God works in mysterious way. He don't come. He don't come to see about us when we want him to. He comes to see about us just who. <laughs> I got to stay away from there. I, 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 I rush to the end. I got, I, I got to stay away from that. But he comes to see about us just when. I was hoping she was going to be here today. Just when we need him most. Verse 38. No, verse 39. Verse 39. You got to read it. It says, uh, 39, Jesus says, now take away the stone. He says, uh, when he gets to the grave site. And Martha says to him, Jesus, she didn't say this, but she wanted to say it. They, you know, they didn't put everything in the scripture. They, they had to put the most important stuff. She said, Jesus, if you hadn't taken so long, if you hadn't took your time, I said for you a week ago. And you just not getting here. You don't want to open that tomb right now. He stinketh. And same thing that we say to God. Uh, Lord, you, <laughs> I called you a week ago. Lord, uh, you told me you was going to bless me and it ain't happened yet. Because God doesn't come. It says that he had waited uh, additional days. <laughs> He waited so that you might see the glory of God. If he had done it, now watch. Now watch this. If he had done it sooner, they had a custom in the, in the Hebrew times that, that if somebody died, within three days, the spirit could come back. It could return to them. So that wouldn't have been nothing if Jesus had done it then. <laughs> But we didn't even know, and they didn't know, but he waited to four days, and she said, Lord, ain't, ain't no need to open it now, Lord. He stinketh. And then Jesus returns, didn't I say to you, if, if, if you could only believe, I said that I said to you earlier, if thou wouldest believest, thou could see the glory of God. If, 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 that, that, that saying goes for us. If we can believe, we can see the glory of God in our life. All right, all right. You ain't seen God? <laughs> I hate to tell you, maybe it's because you don't believe. <laughs> if you can believe in miracles, if you can believe that God is able to do what he said he would do, and you know that God is a keeper of his word. Because we know that, if, that, that God could use those good things. He could use those. He could use our education uh, uh, to build us up. He, he could use our commitment to make us wrong. But God said, no, I will use even that, that somebody meant for your destruction. We quote scriptures we don't even believe. Romans 8 and 28 is one of the most quoted scriptures in the Bible. But, but if we stood on that word, we would be able, we would stand more boldly in the world and be able to go forth because we know <laughs> that all things work. <laughs> I thought I was talking to Christian folk. When I said that, I thought y'all was going to finish it for me. He comes to see about me just when we need it most no I know I know God doesn't work like everybody else God doesn't do things the way we see it and matter of fact we would like him to do it differently but God says I'm working for my glory 
I'm doing things that will bring glory to my name. And guess what? That some might believe. There's some out there still lost, still searching for the Lord. I know that in, in the churches now today, we don't focus a lot on witnessing. But witnesses are so important is because that God desires that none should fail. I mean, none should perish. But who, 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 who then picks up the child? Who picks up the mantle and carry on? I, I was watching a movie, Glory, and, and they were saying that uh, uh, you got to carry this flag. And, and, and if he should go down, who would pick up the flag and carry it on that they might know that, 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 that we were here? But what happens in, in our Christian walk, nobody picks up the flag. Jesus has died. Who, who will pick up the flag and carry it on? Who will go forth and let the world know that God still lives? Jesus said in verse 44, verse 42, 42. I know that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. God is doing things that others might see and believe. God wants you to know, God wants to work a miracle in your life that other folks might believe. And so it is that he desires still that none should perish and that we've got to take up that mantle that other folk might believe in him. We're living in hopeless days. But as people of God, we got hope. Because I hope I heard the song say it is, it is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. They're not. They're not. As I go to my clothes, as I go to my clothes, I just want to give you a few points that you can take with you. Trials are going to come in life. But don't let those things bother you because God is still in control. When trials come, we can know and we can rest assured that either God sent it, God allowed it, or God will remove it from us. You know, some things God will uh, let us have simply because we asked him. Now, God knows that, that it ain't no good for us, but because we beg God for it and we petition, he'll, he'll let you have it. But then there's some things that God won't let you have because he knows that this thing will destroy you. And so God will remove that thing from you. And, and so if we just be assured when trials come that God is still in control. And there's nothing, guess what? There's nothing too hard for God. We can approach our trials differently when you know that, that God is able to beat anything. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you know. I had. I had. Uh, 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 I got. I got my brothers here today. <laughs> and I got a brother that's a year older than me. He, you know, he's still talking about some of the stuff that happened back in the day. <laughs> but back in the day, he was a fighter. <laughs> I was a runner. I, was, I, I, I knew fighting one in me. I knew, I knew that wasn't my calling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but whenever my brother was around, all of a sudden, you would have thought I was the baddest guy around. <laughs> you you, you, you would have swore that we was both fighters and that, and that I had all these muscles because I knew I had backup. <laughs> 
And so the people that would know me would be wondering about what was wrong with Everett. <laughs> he talking like, like something didn't change, that, that we know you. <laughs> you run off. But see, when my brother was around, I, I could be as bad as I want. I always had mouth. And so then instead of me checking that mouth, Brother Floyd, I could let it go. Because I had backup. And so that's what I want to say to you. Uh, uh, when your trials come in your life and things come, and though they might seem like that they are giant, you got backup. <laughs> If, if that can't encourage you, I don't know what will. You got backup, and God is the baddest guy on the scene. He desires to be glorified. He wants his name worshiped. He just needs somebody that is willing to sacrifice their own will. They own desires themselves, and that'll let him work in their situation to bring him glory. God is still in control of our lives, of our problems, of everything that happens. God is in control. He's sovereign. He can do what he want to do when he wants to. He could use us whether we like it or not. He can, he, he can give you something and he can take it away if he feels like it. But one thing I really love about it that he comes to see about us just when we need him most. And I was, as I was studying that, that song, that's, I said, that sounds like a song. But I, I heard that song somewhere before. I heard somebody else singing it before it was sang in this generation. As I look back in the scriptures, I, and I looked at Abraham, I I, I thought I heard Abraham singing that song. <laughs> Abraham had to, God told Abraham, Abraham, you got to sacrifice your son. And I could see Abraham saying, Lord, uh, not the promised child, not the child of my old age. What do I do? Do I be obedient to God and kill the promised child? Or, be I, or do I be disobedient to God and lose the blessings of God? But then I can hear Abraham singing that song that he comes to see about me just when I need him most. And just about when he finished singing that song, God says, look, Abraham, stop. There's a ram in the bush. <laughs> a lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. <laughs> Then I kept reading in my Bible, and I, I think I heard Job singing that. I had to look again, and I, I said, well, uh, Job, what's that you singing? Job says, he comes to see about me just when I need him most. Job said, I lost, I lost everything. Wife turned her back on me. My friends turned it back on me. But he came to see about me just when I need him most. And so God gave Job double for his trouble. Gave him back double what everything that he had. More money, more cattle, more children. 
But that's the kind of God we serve. Then I, I looked up and I found myself singing that song. I said, he, he comes to see about me just when I need him most. God bless me, allow me to build a little old house. And because of predatory lending, they had told me a bunch of things, Mike, that I really didn't understand. They told me to sign my name on the paper and I ain't pay attention to what I was doing and so I just signed my name. Only to discover that a lot of things that they told me were not true. And so, and I looked up, all of a sudden now, I can't afford this house that God has blessed me with. <laughs> and so for years and years and years I decided uh, we was living trying to get modification after modification and got turned down and turned down. And so I went to some people that said that they could do something about it. And while I was on my way to see those people that was going to charge me a lot of money, my wife decided, let me call one more time and see if they'll give us a modification. And so as we were going, they told her that you got your modification. Listen, you don't know, my house was in foreclosure. As a matter of fact, the sale date is tomorrow. But he comes. He comes to see about me. Just win. Ah, just win. Just win. I need it most. I wish I could sing that thing. He comes to see about me. Just win. I need it most. I'm done. I'm done. Trauma survivors, trauma supporters, to all of you, my T.S. Strong community, first and foremost, let me say thank you for checking out another episode of Controversy Podcast. I don't know if you are checking out the show for the first time today or if you are a return listener. Either way, thank you for the time, the energy, and the effort to listen to the content that we really believe supports our efforts to help the world live T.S. Strong. I do have a request for all of you if you enjoy the show or if you think it was absolutely terrible either way i'm asking you to subscribe rate and review give us an honest and a helpful review of course if you think the show was amazing we will take a five-star review but no matter wherever you get your podcast please subscribe help us to get the word and the message of the controversy project out to the masses in addition I'd like to invite you to the Controversy Project Facebook page, A Safe Place. A Safe Place is a free and exclusive community for trauma survivors and trauma supporters to gather together and share testimonies, resources, and support as we all endeavor to live TS strong. I want to invite you to come and be a part of the group and see what all the excitement about this incredible message as we endeavor to promote 
mental health strategies, resources, and support for people who have endured and are enduring trauma in this important time. Don't forget to check out any books or resources mentioned in today's episode. We will have direct links inside of the show notes page. So if you found something interesting today that you would like to take some time to take a look at, visit BrandonTBailey.com. Visit the show notes page for this episode and you will find a direct link to the resource of your choice. And finally, I'd like to remind you, as always, in closing, how important it is for you to confront your pain how important it is for you to live your purpose and how important it is for you to invest in your project. Let's get to work, everybody. Until next time, peace.